the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Who didn't see this coming? Yeah, it happened last night in Atlanta. A man won an NCAA Women's Swimming Championship. That would be Leah Thomas, formerly known as Will Thomas. He won the 500-meter freestyle by five seconds, which is a gigantic amount. And that's not all he won. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Uh, That's right. The Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award doesn't discriminate. We would never dream of denying the award to a man pretending to be a woman winning a women's championship just because it meant that it deprived the real woman from winning something she's been chasing all of her life. Listen to this interview uh, Leah did on ESPN. Leah, how did that performance measure up to your expectations coming into this meet tonight? I, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for this meet. I was just happy to be here trying to race and compete as best as I could. You've undoubtedly been under the spotlight over the past few months. How have you been dealing with that and reasoning with everything? I try to ignore it as much as I can. I try to focus on my swimming, uh, what I need to do to get ready for my races, and just try to block out everything else. What did that race mean to you? It means the world to to be here, be with two of my best friends and teammates, and be able to compete. Thank you for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. Was that softball enough for you? You think a question about how he feels about the actual woman who finished second and will know forever that she was the best at what she did, but she had to settle for second? Most of the media are terrified of this story, and that was a perfect example of it. And Leah Thomas is a perfect example of a Windows R Us Jerk of the Week. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us. Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk to a woman who writes a column in Philadelphia and wrote about how ridiculous this Leah Thomas fiasco is, but her paper wouldn't publish it. You want to know why? Because it was transphobic. I'll let her read the column to you on the air, and she can tell you what, well, you can just hear the column. And in our second half hour, how the media have suddenly found the story about Hunter Biden's laptop credible. Stick around. young lady from the rescue delivered happy and I panicked. He was missing hair, stinky, scabby, and I thought, what did I get us into? The cause of his issue was poor nutrition. It was neglect. The other owners didn't care enough about him to give him the nutrition he needed. But I have a vet that I trust and she recommended Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I ordered the first 90 day supply and within a couple weeks, His skin started clearing up, he didn't smell, he had more energy, he just had a glow and a bounce about him. We've been using Dinovite for the last year, and Happy the Rescue Dog is Happy the Healthy Dog. I tell all my friends who have rescues to give their dog a chance at a new start with Dinovite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. It's going to pay off for you and your dog for years to come. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. We all want to eat healthy, but have you ever read the ingredients list off of your favorite snack? Between the hard-to-pronounce ingredients and man-made additives, it's difficult to find anything made from real, natural ingredients. Even some of my favorite organic snacks have ingredients I haven't heard of. At Balance of Nature, we know the value of real nutrition that can only be found in real food. That's why the only things you'll find on our ingredients list are real whole fruits and vegetables. No additives, 
fillers, or artificial ingredients of any kind. Balance of Nature is the best whole fruit and vegetable product on the market, delivering your body everything it needs to function at its very best. Eat better and feel better. Start your journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code BALANCE. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number. Or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. What if I told you your home movies are already past their prime? It's true. The magnetic tape used in VHS and camcorder tapes only lasts between 10 to 20 years, which means your baby's first steps, weddings, and family vacations are fading away as we speak. Digitizing your old media with Legacy Box stops this fading process in its tracks. And by preserving your recordings, they're safe forever. Legacy Box is simply the best way to preserve your past, which is why they've been trusted by over one million families. Your memories are meant to be shared, not chewed up by the VCR or worn away with time. For a limited time, you can convert your tapes to digital for just $9 a tape. There's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. That includes film reels and photos, too. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to unlock our $9 offer. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, the NCAA Swimming Championships uh, never had a chance of getting a lot of media coverage with the NCAA Basketball Tournament going on at the same time now, but they are getting a little bit more exposure than usual because a man is winning a bunch of events. That's at the women's uh, event. Unfortunately, we're living in a time when lots of people consider that perfectly okay, if not perfectly normal. Leah Thomas is the man. He's swimming for the University of Pennsylvania's women's team. Penn is in Philadelphia. I was curious about what kind of coverage it was getting in Philadelphia. That's why I called Christine Flowers, who's a columnist for the Delco Daily Times. She's fo- she follows Philadelphia news and sports. Does some sort sports talk there. I'm sorry, some uh, talk shows there. And uh, Christine, thanks for coming on. Long time no talk. Good to have talk to you again. Hey. Hey, John, it's so great to, to talk to you. And uh, although I, I'm not a sports talk show host, right. um, when I did do the radio, and I still do the radio sometimes, um, I talk about sports. I love sports. I'm a huge, and I'm sorry, I know I'm yeah. <laughs> in a Pittsburgh yeah. audience. I'm a huge Eagles fan, uh, although I do love the Steelers as well. Um, yeah, you so, used to be yeah, a Flyers no. fan, and you uh, you are no yeah. longer, right? Well, tell me what happened. Just refresh my know. I know, but tell everybody what happened well um some woke jokes out here in the philadelphia area decided that 
Kate Smith, our beloved Kate Smith, who was our good luck charm back in the 70s right. when she would sing God Bless America before the Flyers took the ice, uh, years and years and decades ago, she had sung a song which some people considered to be racist, although it, you know, in the context of the time, it really was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the very woke, triggered owners of the Flyers uh, and their media types decided, first of all, they threw a canvas over the statue of Kate Smith, which was in front of, you know, the um, the Comcast Center, which is where the Flyers play. And then they ultimately, under cover of darkness, as they did with the statue of Mayor Rizzo, another enemy of the woke people in Philadelphia, they carted her off to some unknown location. She's probably in a landfill somewhere. And when they did that, I did the one thing that I thought would really upset Flyers fans, and I said that I was becoming a fan of the Jersey Devils. I actually should have said I was becoming a fan of the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh. That Penguins. would have been better, yeah. Yeah, nobody <laughs> cares about the you. Devils. That's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, we have a problem out here in the eastern part of our beautiful Commonwealth. Yeah, Real that, big problem. And that was, bef- that was in the early days of wokeness. That's been a few years ago now. That, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about yeah. three three years ago or so. Well, Haven't seen a Flyers game since then. Well, don't even know where they are in the standings. Probably they tanked. I don't know. Don't good care. for you. So uh, let's get to this story about uh, Leah Thomas. What kind of coverage is it getting in Philly? News and or sports. So it is getting coverage, uh, and it's getting glowing, favorable coverage from the mainstream media, mm-hmm. from the local networks, from uh, you know WHYY, which is our national public, uh, our public radio station, national NPR affiliate. It's uh, in the Inquirer, uh, for whom I used to write. Uh, you, it's really difficult to find any kind of negative. Uh, commentary um, or coverage at all about Leah. And that's because there is this narrative that uh, Leah is living her truth and living her best life. And she, and I'm using the pronoun she because it would be very confusing to call her a he at this particular point since we're talking about women's sports. She, who is a trans individual who is not, hasn't had all of the surgeries necessary, but who now identifies and who has taken certain hormones to suppress her testosterone. Let me interrupt you there for a Um, second. Uh, uh, Unfortunately, the, the women on the team are well aware that he hasn't had the surgery yet. But that's a, that's an, that's another issue. Yes. Go, go go ahead. The emperor has no clothes, but yeah. the emperor has some revealing swim trunks. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the the whole thing being, John, that listen, you can, uh, and, I, and I'm very clear on my my view of um, you know transitioning. When you, if you're an adult and you want to do that, and that's your that's your decision to do what you want to do. Um, when we're talking about children, teenagers, adolescents, it's child abuse, yep. I think, to uh, enable this. And it is child abuse. In fact, uh, I just want to, just one quick aside. My sister sent me a text a few minutes ago of a link to a story about a young young biological girl in California who was having some questions about her sexuality a couple of years ago, went to her school counselors, and behind the backs, the back of the mother of this child, they encouraged her to um, sort of investigate her LGBT identity yep. to the point that the girl took hormones and transitioned, became a he, and then committed suicide. Yeah, so, well, um, they're 19 yeah. times more likely to commit suicide than someone who's not transgender, but that's, 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 that goes along that's with it. That's statistically yeah. true, and young children, young people, adolescents are very impressionable, and to allow that to happen without any kind of input from the parents is despicable, and that's why I 1,000% support Governor DeSantis in the so-called don't-say-gay legislation, which is parental responsibility and rights. Mm -hmm. Um, But in any event, to get back to Leah, she uh, decided that she wanted to compete on Penn's women's swim team. 
And the University of Pennsylvania uh, deserves all of the shame and criticism that it should be getting but is not getting in the Philadelphia area because all they cared about, all the Quakers cared about, was winning. They yeah. wanted titles. They didn't care about the damage that they were doing to their female students. They didn't care about erasing a gender they're essentially erasing biological women because if you allow a male, a biological male, to compete against women at any level in any sport, it is more likely than not, it is statistically certain that that biological male, no matter what he calls himself or what she ends up identifying as, is going to beat out the females. And you're destroying female sports. Title IX is obliterated. Yep. And so that's what, what happened in, in Philadelphia. The University, University of Pennsylvania, at which I once studied and was a, uh, a student teacher, should be ashamed of itself. And with the exception of a very few um, outspoken, courageous journalists, like my friend Christopher Tremolier, who writes for the Washington Examiner, uh, he and very few others have actually touched this issue. I wrote a column about this, yep. and the um, editor to whom I submitted this column, I'm not going to say what paper, what editor it was, said that it um, they weren't going to print it because it appeared to be transphobic. And I'm not going to read the whole column to you, John, but you were kind enough to let me read a part of it. Yeah, I'm just going to read, read the last whatever you want. Paragraphs. Go ahead. All right, well, I'll go through it quickly. Um, I'm not a feminist, I suppose. I don't even have to explain that to regular readers or listeners, but you never know if someone who just casually comes across one of my columns has that momentary thought of, oh, she's an immigration lawyer, a woman, kind of mouthy, yup, she's a feminist. Aside from thinking that the label sounds more like a gastric condition than a revered identity, my biggest problem with the term feminist is that it evokes troubling imagery of anger and resentment. Feminists are not happy people, despite the fact that they insist that they are. There's this idea that being unfettered by family obligation and traditional values frees us to be our best selves. That being said, I find myself replaying Helen Reddy over and over in my head these days. I am woman, hear me roar, with a catchy tune that came out when I was in the sixth grade. Around the time that I was reading Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. The latter was a rite of passage book for girls about getting your period for the first time growing up, how it defined being a woman. In my mind, those two things are closely connected. Biology, the ability to give life, and identity as a female. Not everyone agrees with me. Lately, the trans movement has gaslighted everyone into believing that gender and sex are simply societal constructs that can be changed at will and whim. I know there are folks who have studied the whole issue of gender dysphoria, and they think that my worldview is woefully simplistic and, more importantly, cruel. I'm aware that even broaching the subject of gender in the context of biological reality is likely to get me hate mail. In fact, it's gotten me death threats in the past. No surprise there, and no regrets, because I refuse to say that up is down and white is black. If you have a penis, you are not a woman. If you do not have a penis, you are not a, you are not a man. You might identify as one, and you have a right to be respected as a child of God, no matter how you present to the world. You can even have your gender changed on your birth certificate and live your life as whatever sex gives you serenity and calm the demons in your troubled soul. But you cannot erase an entire group of people because of your own desire to reconcile the disconnect between your brain and your body. Let's be blunt. Rachel Levin, the former Secretary of Health in the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, was born Robert Levin and is not a biological woman. She, and I will use the pronoun she prefers, is a trans woman who began life as a male. She has every right to call herself whatever she wants, and many of us can respect her choices and her desire to live her adopted identity. But in pretending that she is an actual woman as opposed to a societal construct of a woman, we are telling women who grew up wondering when their periods were going to start that they are not real. They are simply an option. In other words, you don't have to go through all of the trauma and triumph of being a biological female if you want to be called a woman of the year, as Rachel Levin was recently named by yeah. USA Today. You don't have to have spent your earlier years struggling to make it in a man's world or deal with actual gender discrimination or sexual harassment or all of the other things that are common in the female experience. You just have to one day come out as female and demand that the world accept you as such. 
even if you had a nice run as a male in a society that rewarded you for being not female. So for a woman who started this column out by saying she's not a feminist, I sound a lot like a feminist, but I'm really not. (laughs) I'm a humanist. And by that, I mean I find value in the human condition alone. I believe that everyone should be treated with respect and dignity regardless of extrinsic labels. Women who achieve great things are simply people who have achieved great things. Men who take their daughters to school and feed them breakfast are simply great parents. Except, you know, gender is irrelevant to accomplishment. Except when society decides to make it relevant is when we elect a woman of the year. In that case, and even though I'm not a fan of Women's History Month and Women's Studies, syllabi and all that silly stuff, I think that the person being picked as an exceptional woman should actually be a woman. You might say that trans women are women, and according to the most enlightened standards of society, you would be right. But a man who decided he was actually a woman trapped inside of a man's body is very different from a woman who did the heavy lifting all of her life and scaled mountains in stilettos and backwards with apologies to Ginger Rogers. If you are going to reward womanhood, please find a woman. The fair thing would be to have trans person of the year if we really want to make gender a part of accomplishment. I don't think anyone would have a problem with that, and I also believe that it would honor trans individuals a lot more than lumping them in with the gender they ultimately embraced. After all, it takes courage to say that you're unhappy in your own skin and then try and do something about it. But you don't get to erase me, a woman, just because you did something about it. I am woman, and you damn well better hear me roar. That's that great. was my column. That's great, and, and, uh, but you're, as your editor, a man or a woman? A man. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and this man decided that that column was transphobic. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Is that the yeah, word that he that used? Column was trans- That's the word he used. Um, no. He said that trans people have a difficult time in society and that he didn't want them to be beaten up um, in his publication. Yeah. And so, okay. Are well, you, are you, you familiar know. with Walt Heyer? Do you know who Walt Heyer is? I, I don't. He's please, been on. He's please, been on this uh, show multiple times, and I, I don't want to take the time to describe. He's he's a guy who uh, lived as a woman for eight years. He had the surgery. He did everything, and he realized he made a big mistake. And he's now a man. He's eighty-one years old. Uh, just just uh, my my listeners, if they've been listening uh, on, on any kind of a regular basis, they know who he is. Um, and uh, just Google him, Walt Heyer, and read everything you can that he's written. Uh, that's all I can tell you. Uh, but he's someone who did it and came back, and he now counsels people who have uh, – he has a website called uh, uh, sexchangeregret.com. Check him out. You could get a column out of that, by the way, if your, if your editor would let you do it. So I only have a couple minutes left here. Um, I just want to – the, 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 the idea of, of – uh, uh, Philadelphia is a, a really good sports town. And at the opening of my show, I ran an interview that somebody did with Leah Thomas last night. And um, ne- this, the, the, the reporter, a woman, never asked him – I'm going to use him, if you don't mind – never asked Leah um, how he felt about the fact that his win meant that someone, a, a real woman, finished second. And for the rest of her life, has to go on uh, knowing that she was the best at what she strived to be and was beaten out by a man. And that question was never asked. Is anybody anywhere asking Leah Thomas those questions? Because I haven't seen him ask those questions. No, I, I don't believe that they are. And I think that, the, you know, the, the problem is that Leah, when she was William, um, was a fairly mediocre, middle-of-the-pack swimmer. Yep. And he, she must now understand that the reason that he is a champion, she is a champion, um, has nothing to do with the, her own intrinsic merit, but it has to do with the changed demographic and character of her competitors. Yep. And so that has to say something to her that she's not good enough uh, and she had to move to a different venue in order to be competitive. Well, and I feel bad for her. Yeah, well, here's, here's the thing. Walt Heyer, who did this, he, he refuses to refer to uh, Leah as him, I mean as her. He says, he's not, yeah. he's, I'm not going along with stu- stupidity. I've been there. And I'll just close with this. This is when I decided that the, 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 uh, the pro- I was going to use him. When I read a sentence in a story about some complaints, it said, some of some, so went something like this. The sentence somebody wrote this sentence: 
the her his her teammates are upset that she displays her male genitalia in the locker room. Somebody put that in a sentence. Her male genitalia with a straight face. That's when I'm done. The insanity has reached its peak. I gotta go. Oh, it's an <laughs> arrogance. It's arrogance on his part. Yep. Thanks so much, John. Hey, Great Chris, talking to you. Always good talking to you. Christine Flowers, thanks. We'll be right back. News. I'm Jeremy House in Washington. The U.N. Migration Agency estimates nearly 6.5 million people have now been displaced inside Ukraine, on top of the 3.2 million refugees have already fled the country. Also on SRNews.com, Russia's U.N. Ambassador Vasily Nebenzia alleges that many of the reports of Russian attacks on Ukrainian civilians are fake. We have this information war, which is raging much, much, on a, on a much greater scale than the than the battle than on the battlefield. And I will not be surprised at anything because who wins the, the information war? The one wins the war. The head of the Russian delegation in talks with the Ukrainian officials says the parties have come closer to an agreement on a neutral status for Ukraine. On Wall Street, the Dow's ahead 71.5 points. The Nasdaq is up by 206. This is SRN News. But if I told you your home movies are already past their prime, it's true. The magnetic tape used in VHS and camcorder tapes only lasts between 10 to 20 years, which means your baby's first steps, weddings, and family vacations are fading away as we speak. Digitizing your old media with Legacy Box stops this fading process in its tracks. And by preserving your recordings, they're safe forever. Legacy Box is simply the best way to preserve your past, which is why they've been trusted by over one million families. Your memories are meant to be shared, not chewed up by the VCR or worn away with time. For a limited time, you can convert your tapes to digital for just $9 a tape. There's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. That includes film reels and photos, too. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to unlock our $9 offer. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. AM 1250, The Answer. The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. The media doesn't even report that a black suspect in a crime is a black suspect because that makes you think that all black people are suspects. Nobody's saying that. How the hell do you identify them if you don't define what they look like? Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer. Head out on the high. Riding season is around the corner and Pit Cycles has what you're looking for. This is John Steigerwald. Stop by Pit Cycles today for a huge selection of bikes from KTM, Indian, and Triumph. 114 models to choose from in a fun, pressure-free environment. With demand high and supply limited, now is the time to order. Pre-order today for just a dollar in Warrendale next to Jurgles or at PitCycles.com. Pit Cycles! Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
Solid tie-up on the Parkway East outbound Jam Forbes Avenue to approaching Edgewood Swissvale. That's where it crashes off to the shoulder. Delays on the inbound side into the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and from 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. An accident in Squirrel Hill, Murray Avenue at Northumberland Street. Parkway West, pretty solid on the inbound side. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Delay still, though, a little under 10 minutes. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Overcast and mild for tonight with a touch of rain. Tonight's low 54. Cloudy, breezy, and cooler tomorrow with occasional rain. We'll see a high tomorrow of 62. It'll be cooler tomorrow night. Breezy in the evening with occasional rain and drizzle, followed by a shower in spots late, low 40. Couple of showers of rain or snow Sunday morning. Otherwise, cloudy and breezy. We'll reach a high Sunday of 54. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it took the uh, New York Times about six months, but they're finally admitting that the story that the New York Post ran back in October about Hunter Biden's laptop was not a hoax or Russian disinformation. Most of the media dismissed the story, and Twitter actually kicked the New York Post off the site for a while, off the platform. Uh, not just beca- not just that story, but the whole newspaper. Uh, so the media and the and the uh, the tech platforms pretty much beclowned themselves on this one. Will any of them pay a price for any of this? Uh, Jeffrey McCall is a professor of communications at DePaul University and a media critic for The Hill and FoxNews.com, a regular guest here. We always like to lean on him to talk about the media and ethics, and he joins us now. Jeff, thanks for being here. You're welcome, John. So, uh, I had never heard of NewsGuard before. I don't know if you have. Have you ever heard of NewsGuard uh, yes. Okay. I you're you're that's why you're a professor and I'm not. I guess. But uh, I I I admit to not having not knowing what that was, and I I should. But I want to play you a, a clip from the CEO of NewsGuard. And uh, well, do you know enough about NewsGuard to explain to the audience what it is before I run the clip? Or I, I... Yeah, I think I think it's an organization that is trying to like uh, take the temperatures and do the assessments of media performance that's out right. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they they give rankings and grades and. They gave yeah. the New York Post a sixty-nine percent, and the you know the New York Times gets a ninety-five as far as its uh, uh, believability, credibility. So this yeah. is this is um, back when the story of, of uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was just getting getting out there and being circulated. This is what uh, let me see where he said this. This is Steve Brill. He's the CEO of uh, NewsGuard, and he said this um, on CNBC. Listen to this. Time editor, uh, reporter, author, obviously, as well, but uh, particularly as somebody who's looked at a lot of reporting through the years and made a decision as to its integrity. Uh, how do you expect Twitter and Facebook to do that? Do they even have the ability to actually do those kinds of jobs? Well, that's exactly the point. They don't. And, and, and every time they try through a series of inconsistent actions and policies, uh, they look that much worse. I mean, I have a theory here. My personal opinion is that there's a high likelihood that uh, this story is a hoax, uh, maybe even a hoax uh, perpetrated by uh, the Russians again. But it doesn't matter what I think. What matters is that uh, people ought to be able to read it and decide, and they can decide by reading uh, the New York Post and then comparing what the New York Post says to what uh, lots of other media institutions say. That's the way it's supposed to work. What Twitter and Facebook have decided is they've finally admitted that they are going to be editors, too. The only problem is uh, they don't have anyone who's qualified to be editors. So they have they know absolutely nothing about what they're doing. And what they've done instead is they have pumped up a story because their inconsistent actions open them to an attack. Um What should have been done, uh, what I wish uh, that they would do, is what Microsoft does, which is use a service like NewsGuard, which tells people something about the reliability and trustworthiness of what they're about to read. Uh, The nutrition label and the rating that we have for the New York Post would tell people that they tend to favor President Trump, that they've published irresponsible stuff in the past, and that would be a way to start this debate which would be joined by other news organizations, which I hope are out there trying to report on uh, the bona fides of what really looks like a phony story. 
How about that? Uh, what do you think? I don't know what he's saying now. I haven't seen what uh, Steve is saying now. We'll get to what some of the other uh, media outlets are saying here six months later. But um, I, I, if you ask me, uh, Jeff, he kind of just destroyed the credibility of whatever he's doing with just that whatever that was, minute and a half soundbite. Yeah, well, there's a lot to sort out there. I, I, I must say I agree with him and that Facebook and Twitter and these platforms really do not have the capabilities or a good sense to try to help referee the public sphere, mm-hmm. uh, and they're outkicking their coverage, so to speak, in yeah. that regard. Yeah. But I also think it's interesting that this guy is, is, is uh, dismissing or diminishing the New York Post reporting based on whatever analysis they're doing there. And I mean, I must say, I'm glad that there are organizations that are trying to referee the public sphere and give us some insight as to how accurate news organizations are. But it does sound like they've got a little bit of a leaning themselves. Uh, and he certainly was quick to jump on the New York Post uh, and their reporting as, you know, totally inaccurate when he was probably not in a position to know that either at the time. And I mean, his suggestion that there's Russian in- activity involved here it kind of brings me to the notion like, Every time there's a report that's negative about Democrats, somebody wants to bring up about Russian assets or Russian disinformation or something like that. And I keep thinking, I don't know how Russia got in the heads of all these people who are worried about misinformation. I, certainly the Russians are, are experts at that. But that doesn't mean that every story that's negative to the Biden administration or Nancy Pelosi or whatever suddenly has a Russian component to it. Uh, but, you know, one other thing I would say here is, uh, I'm glad NewsGuard is out there. I think they're trying to make a good effort. I am curious about their leanings. There's another news organization that, or, or a public affairs organization that tries to pretend it's helping to referee the content of news organizations too, and that's called Fairness and Accuracy in Reporting. But it is actually a front for like a radical left organization that's designed to like bash any right-leaning news organization uh, and promote kind of left-leaning organizations. So we do need to be careful, and we need to know what's behind uh, the organizations, who's funding them, you know, what their motivations are and what their backgrounds are in trying to help us understand the news organization. But I must say this, I do agree with him when he said, you know, the New York Post should be allowed to be out there and people can read it and then they can make of it what they want. I agree with that, and I think that's a good thing uh, because – we don't want Twitter and Facebook and these other people trying to referee the public sphere for us because, in theory, those organizations were set up as public marketplaces where anybody could come in and say anything they wanted. But then when people come in and do that, then Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, like, oh, well, you can't say that or we're going to block that story. And it's really crazy to think, as you mentioned at the, at the setup here, that uh, the New York Post was kicked off of Twitter altogether. So all of the reporting was eliminated from the social media site, not just the Hunter Biden story, which now we look back and think, hey, the Hunter Biden story was legitimate. It took us actually more than six months to get to that point. But we finally got there, and even the New York Times has to admit it now. And when you look back and to think that not only did the social media block that story, you might remember the National Public, Ra- uh, National Public Radio's public editor, issued a statement about the Hunter Biden laptop story and said, and this is a quote, we don't waste our time on stories that are not really stories. Yep, I saw that. And I'm thinking, they dismissed the whole thing, and now we know that it was a real story, and I just wonder when NPR is going to issue another public statement saying, we really screwed up, that was a real story, we should have been covering it. Now, a couple of things here about what Stephen Brill said, too, and I I agree it's good to have somebody out there uh, refereeing or trying to or trying to give people an idea of who to believe and who not. But um, I think it's becoming more clear all the time that it's not possible for someone to do that without bias. Um, He said that in that soundbite, he said, people should understand that the New York Post has been very pro-Trump. For him to say that, as though the New York Times and the, uh, the New York Daily News and the Washington Post and CNN and MSNBC are not virulently anti-Trump, and, uh, and that, that, that everything that they say should be looked at through that lens, that they hate Donald Trump. It's, it's, uh, he says that, and he, I don't even, he's supposed to be a pretty smart guy. 
He doesn't even know how what a ridiculous statement that is. Is that, yeah. that they should be dismissed because they're pro-Trump, as though everybody else isn't negative uh, anti-Trump. Yeah, and let's just give him a break and say, okay, maybe you're right. New York Post is pro-Trump. That doesn't mean that the content of their news story is necessarily inaccurate. And I think that's what he was trying to say: is like, well, you can't take anything at face value because they're pro-Trump. And the other thing is, I mean, I know it was a limited soundbite we just heard there. But if he's going to say the New York Post is pro-Trump, he needs to say based on something. Like, what were the formulas or analytics you did to to be able to make that kind of global statement? And here's something I think is real important, too. When you make a statement about a news organization like the New York Post, it's pro-Trump. Or if you even to say, you know, CNN is pro-Biden. You need to make a distinction, I think, between what the news organization is trying to do on its news pages and what the opinion people are trying to do on their opinion pages. And the New York Post might well be pro-Trump on their opinion pages, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the people who are defining themselves as reporters are necessarily inaccurate or shilling on behalf of a news organization. And I must say that's one thing that disappoints me about the discussion of Fox News in kind of like the public sphere is people say, oh, Fox News is, you know, a right-leaning news organization. Okay, well, you watch Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram, sure, they're right-leaning people. But if you watch Brett Baer's show or Shannon Bream's news show late in the evening or John Roberts in the day or Bill Hemmer during the day, those are news programs and those are reporters, and they're trying to give a fair shot to the news, and I don't think you lump those people as saying pro-whatever just because Sean Hannity or Laura Ingram are advocates in the evening. Well, do you think, is it, is it even possible that there is some price to pay for the New York Times uh, coming out with uh, a, a story, I, I don't know if it was, I think it was yesterday, mm-hmm. they, they admitted that, it's, that, it was, uh, that Hunter Biden's taxes are being investigated, that, that he's, uh, the laptop story was legitimate, that he's under uh, investigation because of his relationships with the Chinese and with Ukraine and blah, blah, blah. Do they ever have to pay a price for any of this? Well, I think the short answer is no. Uh, And it's also worth noting that the story in which they acknowledged the laptop thing was real, that story had the the acknowledgement about the laptop buried way down in it. 25 paragraphs in. You'd have to read down that far. And as you well know, most people who are reading newspaper stories, either online or with a hard copy in their hands, don't read 25 paragraphs into any story. Right. You have to really want to read that story to get to the point where they would be acknowledging that. But, no, I don't think the New York Times is ever going to pay a price, because I think for the people who love the Times, they're going to continue to love the Times. For the people who question their fairness or their objectivity, they've already kind of got that baked in the cake as well. So the problem is... Uh, not, not only the New York Times, but NPR, CNN, all those people, they'll just go along. And in fact, my guess is the people in those news organizations aren't the least bit ashamed that they screwed up this process because they could say, well, it was election season. It was more important that Trump not win than that we report accurately on news information that might have been related to the election. And I think this is still worth pointing out. Uh, and I think I brought this up on your show one other time, but after the election happened and Biden was declared the winner, uh, and, and Michael Goodwin of the New York Post actually reported this in a column just this week, um, after the election was over, 8% of all Biden, 8% of all the people who voted for Biden acknowledged that their vote could have been changed if they had known about the Hunter Biden stuff yeah. before the election. And in such a very close election, particularly in places like Pennsylvania and Georgia and Wisconsin, eight percent is a lot. That tips the that tips it. It, it goes it, the it other may way. Well, you know, it's, it, it, you know, history is hard to go back and rewrite, but it may well be that the election hinged on whether the mainstream or establishment media reported accurately, or, or in fact, in this case, omitted a story that maybe a lot of people would have wanted to know about. You know what else is missing, Jeff, from from Twitter is Twitter. Um, his, you know what I mean by that is, if you if I go on Twitter right now, I can I can see all the people I follow, uh, I can see uh, people who are responding to the the stuff that I put up there, but I never see the I don't never, I never see anything from Twitter. 
I don't see, uh, you know, a story from Twitter that says, uh, by the way, uh, we're just, uh, you know, back in March, I'm sorry, back in October, we kicked the New York Post off of uh, this platform. I just would like to say to everybody on Twitter that we kind of screwed that up because, uh, as it turns out, the story was legitimate. They don't, they don't exist anymore, anywhere. They're a ghost. And, no, and, and they just provide the platform, but, but they also get to do the editorializing without ever identifying themselves or showing their face anywhere. They make all kinds of decisions in a very non-transparent way, and except for people like you and occasionally maybe people on Newsmax or whatever, they're not held accountable. And that's the one thing, I, and I do agree with the guy you had on from NewsGuard earlier, that they're not in a position to really make decisions, uh, but that's not keeping them from making decisions. They're going to do it anyway. And I think that's one thing is, as a society, we need to be able to say, hey, you guys either need to stop doing this kind of editorial control um, or you need to give us a little more explanation about why you're doing that. Uh, but they're totally not transparent, and that's harmful to them. And, you know, but th- th- they're almost like too big to manage now. I mean, and it's not just Twitter, but it's kind of that whole social media establishment because there's such a force that th- – and, it, and it's not just on, like, elections and Hunter Biden. It's on – COVID stuff, it's on the economy and inflation. You could even make a case in terms of like how they're trying to referee what comes out of Ukraine and whatnot. Uh, and it's such a monster that I don't know how we're going to reel it in. But you know, it'd be nice if a lot of people who are relying on those platforms for information would just say, I'm getting off. <laughs> I, I have a minute and a hard break here, so I have exactly a minute left. Um, the, the Leah Thomas story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, does any have you seen anybody ask that? She was uh, she was he was I'm sorry was interviewed last night after winning that event and was asked no questions that I saw about how he feels about the, the real woman who had to finish second to him. Is anybody yeah. ever going to ask that? Uh, pro- probably not. And one of the reasons is most people in the media are f- afraid to take on this issue uh, because the cancel mob is out there. Cancel culture really lives on. And you don't want to be the ESPN reporter or somebody from uh, Sports Illustrated or whatever to step to that podium uh, and ask a question like that because you're going to immediately be labeled. Your news organization is going to be badgered as transphobic, and people just don't, don't want to go down that path. And I must say, this, it is an issue in this day and age, particularly with Title IX concerns and whatnot. I think there needs to be a discussion but you can't have a discussion when there's a cancel culture and the reporters who need to be leading the discussion are afraid to even bring it up. And need to pay their rent and their make their car payment. Hey, uh, you bet. <laughs> hey, Jeff, always great to have you on. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Thanks. Great stuff. I look usual. forward to it. Thank you. Okay, we'll be right back. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've all heard it in the news, folks. Heating costs are surging through the roof. But right now, Eden Pure is offering an amazing discount on their Gen 40 heater. This five-pound Gen 40 produces 50% more heat than the big box heaters that are seven times its size. The Gen 40 superheater is efficient. It produces infrared heat using advanced micro-solid-state technology with built-in safety shutoffs, and it comes with a remote control for you. So for a limited time, the Eden Pure Gen 40 is 200 
$100 off the regular price. People all over the country are reporting massive savings on their heating bills. So keep warm and save money because right now it's the perfect time to buy more than one. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20. And you'll get an additional $20 off. That's $220 total savings by going to EdenPureDeals.com right now. Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20. And shipping is free. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Emma Wyant. And I'm, I hope uh, maybe it's Wyant. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. I'll go with Wyant. Uh, W-E-Y-A-N-T. That's a name you should remember. She finished second yesterday uh, or last night, whenever it was, uh, in the 500 freestyle at the NCAA Swimming Championships. She swims for... University of Virginia. It was the third uh, fastest time in University of Virginia history. Four minutes, 34 seconds, uh, 34.99 seconds. Um, And uh, uh, this is what really bothers me about this. And uh, I I hope I'm not beating it to death. I don't think I am. And I actually don't care if I am because it should be beaten to death. But anyway... um, she, I'm, I don't know anything about her except that she finished second in this event. But, you know, watching my kids and my grandkids play in sports and what, when I had to get up and take my son to practices at 5 o'clock in the morning and other people doing that with their kids, I know that I know swimmers do the same thing. And all, all kids who play sports have to do it. Parents have to take them uh, and, and put in lots of time. And I'm just going to guess that Emma Wyant was swimming since she was probably six, seven, eight years old. Uh, competitively, working, working, getting up early and doing all the things she had to do, getting the scholarship uh, of some kind of Virginia, uh, working her way toward just trying to be competitive at that level in her sport. And she gets to the point where she she's in the NCAA championships, okay? And she she think about all the work that she, she had to do to get there, and she's done. I'm going to guess she's a senior. Maybe she has time left. But it's possible that she's, she, she's just not going to be able to compete anymore as a swimmer after this year. She wins. She, she is the fastest 500 freestyle swimmer in, in college swimming or, uh, at this point. And she's got to take home a second place because this creep, this man, decided to swim and then go on TV and brag about it and talk about how wonderful it was for him. It stinks to high heaven. Not enough people are saying enough about it. And the sports media, including the sports media in this town, are gutless because they won't talk about it. They won't rip it because it deserves to be ripped. And I'm going to keep ripping it at every opportunity. I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.